The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. to another episode here at the kick pod podcast the podcast dojo for inspirational martial arts talk i am your host tj williams and as always i'm here to give you the insider of my martial arts journey discussing and analyzing martial arts based subjects and highlighting the martial artists of all styles past present and future all right so for those who are just joining me for the first time uh, this is a pre-recorded episode so whatever i talk about in this episode is either done past or it's coming up in a few weeks or maybe coming up tomorrow but uh just uh give everybody just a heads up uh, if you are listening to this um on thanksgiving so i say happy thanksgiving for people out there that are that are that usually celebrate thanksgiving so um of course if you're listening to the, in the car on your way to the gym or the way to your relative's house or maybe uh i know there's a lot of things going on you know you got uh your traditional uh, uh, turkey, I know there's a, the turkey trot, and I know there's, um, of course, relatives coming up from out of town. I know the weather has been pretty much crazy for um, last weekend because uh, Western New York got hit with um, uh, a ton of snow, well, mostly in the Buffalo area, but from where I'm at, I mean, I didn't get too much snow. So, I mean, luckily I was able to dig myself out. I mean, but um, just... Um, Give everybody just a, a Thanksgiving greetings. Uh, no, I know a lot of people are thankful for a lot of things. I know just to give you a heads up of what, uh, well, just give you um, a view of what being thankful is all about. I mean, we always got to be thankful of the bigger things. You know, we, we're thankful of the things that we have, but we got to be thankful that the, of the people in our lives. I mean, our friends, our family. I mean, those are like, if you think of this, like you have a jar, you have a, a cup, you put, you got golf balls, you got pebbles, and you got sand. I mean, which one of those you put in the jar first? I mean, we all know if you put the sand in the jar first, you are, you won't have room for every, everything else. So just that sand is everything, the small things, like things that are insignificant, you know, how often do we need to always buy new video games or why? how often do we need to focus on like technology? I mean, when we got people out there like our family, our friends that we haven't seen in years that are out there that are trying to at least have, at least have a good time with us and we neglect them for things that are not important, like the small things, like saying that, if you can't go out like to like go go out to have fun, like why? Because you know you'd rather be home watching like a watch a marathon or watching like a season premiere or of um, your favorite TV show, or rather just stay home in general. You know you have to get out once in a while. You only live once, 
And, you know, you, I mean, I'm not saying you have to go out every time, but, you know, you have to really know the importance of life right now. I mean, that, that jar that you're filling up, you have to make sure that you, or you fill that up. Like every day, you fill it up with the most important things. I mean, one thing, the golf ball represents your family. You put that in first. Family always comes first, no matter what. I mean, let's face it, you know, just just giving people an update on me. I'm actually doing pretty well with uh, my knee recovery. I mean, ever since I had my surgery two months ago, two and a half months ago, I mean, it's been getting better. I mean, I've been going to physical therapy, been given like certain exercises to do for my knee. And um, it's been so wonderful. It's like now that I, I'm going to physical therapy with uh with well, almost not with, not with authority, but with um, enthusiasm, because I know exactly what the physical therapists want me to do. And you know, some this is the thing about one thing. You know, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity when you don't have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. So, if I was always not going to, if I wasn't always prepared going to physical therapy, then you know it wouldn't go smoothly. You know, it's always best to know your routine. You know, one thing, it's like you have to be prepared for it. You know, for me, it's easy for me to be prepared for physical therapy because I'm a fitness instructor. And that's the same thing with my fitness classes. You know, I had to be prepared to teach my class and not play by ear. So, you know, with all the time I spend outside the gym or the time I have to myself, well, now that I am on an injury list, you know, pro wrestling is on the, um, it's on hold or it's on a back burner or it's just, it's in the back seat right now because I can't do anything physically right now. So I got like at least all the time to set aside to prepare for like the life number one, just prepare for everything else and just like get things done. All right, so it's just a thing, just a reminder of the things to be thankful for. One thing is family and, and close friends that are the most important things to be thankful for. All right. And um, just thinking about the, the, uh, the, just trying to stay positive here, but um, on a sad note, um, for those who are fans of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers um, back in the, the early 90s, mostly in 1993, uh, for, for those who like really um, watched, uh, grew up watching that show, um, the, the, we heard of the um, passing of um, actor Jason David Frank, who played uh, Tommy Oliver, uh, better known as the Green Ranger, Green and White Ranger. And if you follow, if you follow past um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, Power Rangers Zeo and um, Turbo, he uh, played uh, as the Red Ranger. So um, to to the friends and family of um, Jason David Frank's son, uh, I and um, I offer my condolences. I mean, the Kickpot offers my art uh, condolences to him. You know, he was a great actor, and I had the pleasure of meeting him in 2013 at uh, my first the first ever Comic Con I ever attended uh, in. Um, Niagara Falls, Canada, you know, it was such a great honor. It was just uh, a great honor to actually meet him in person. You know, he was like the first Power Ranger I ever met. And then I went on to a pilgrimage 
to actually or went on a mission to get like a collection of um Power Rangers. And you know, just like the last um Power Ranger that end, I ended up meeting the to complete that collection was Kimberly or uh Amy Joe Amy um Joe Amy Joe Johnson. Yeah, that's her name. Amy Joe Johnson. That was like the last Power Ranger that I met. Just well, I wish I met Treaty. Treaty uh uh just to complete that collection too, but of course she died before 9-11. But uh, it's, this is a sad note. And just to give everybody just a heads up of, um, cause really this is the, the, the passing of um, Tommy or the Jason David Franks has to do like, I can't say mental health, but um, you know, we all deal with our losses in life. You know, we have divorce, you know, people passing in our family and the loss of a job, you know, we have to always go out there and talk to somebody and really show at least there's people out there that care. They want people that want to listen. So we have to take the time to go out there and seek the help that we need, you know, really talk to somebody if you're down. I mean, let's just say it's okay to not be okay. You know, I get that a lot. You know, I been roughly two months like trying to but not working and it really t tore me apart i mean i wanted to work and you know for me sitting around majority of the time not going to the gym and not being able to see my students or not able to even wrestle it just it bugged me so you know but you know i kind of looked at this as not not as a disappointment, but as an act of motivation. You know, when you get an injury of certain and you can't do much, you know, you can't just say, let's just say you like football players get injured and, you know, they're on for like a, like a good contract, you know, getting signed for a good million dollar contract and all of a sudden they get injured and they're told by the doctor that, you know, you can't play football anymore because of your injury. And, you know, and, you know, that really, that really gets people down. And honestly, you know, it shouldn't get you down because, you know, you one thing, if you've gone to school to get an education, you know, you're an inspiration. You can be an inspiration to everybody that's that gets injury. So I can pretty much tell everybody that's um, going into professional wrestling or just um like be prepared for injuries, you know. That's what you're going to expect when you go into professional wrestling. That you're going to get injured. Don't never say that you're never going to get injured. You're going to get injured eventually, and it happened to me. But luckily, I was prepared for it. And now, you know, now that I'm better, I'm getting ready to get myself back on track. But you know, it's a long process. You know, you're looking at. This is another six to eight months, but you know, I'm not going back to wrestling until next fall. So at least after that year, I'll be like all all he I'll he'll be healed up hundred percent and be back in that ring to pick up where I left off. And that's the same thing for my tag partner who also got injured with a with got knee injury. So me and him will probably be back at the, around the same time, or he may be back sooner than than me. But you know, I have other priorities other things I want to take care of before I return. All right. So, all right. With that being said, let's get on to our little episode. You know, I want to try to focus more on um, martial arts culture 
as well as parents posing as sideline coaches. And yeah, so one thing that I want to talk about with uh, martial arts culture is good versus tonic. You know, from a student and a instructor's perspective. And just to give you what I have, give you what my, my perspective of what good and tonic culture is in martial arts. So the question is, what is good martial arts culture? I mean, number one, a good environment. I mean, you want to walk into a karate studio with a like a good, good clean environment. You know, that's why it's important for business owners to make sure that it's the everything is clean. You know, everything is clean from the mats, uh, the like the bathrooms, the locker rooms, whatever you have. Uh, everything looks clean and presentable for your customers as well as your students. You know, it's other than it's safe. Safety is always well. Health safety is always a big must. So if your if your environment is very dirty, if you, you're if you have cobwebs going all over the place, and uh, you know you don't keep things uh, very uh, clean, then you know that's gonna make uh, that's gonna make your environment not very good for your customers or for your kids. You know some of those kids may experience like uh, asthma or some type of allergic reaction that they uh, deal with. So you know, one thing you want to be careful of what, of you want to be up the code. You want to make sure everything's clean. All right, so, and one thing, a good, a good martial arts culture has good students as well as staff. I mean, student, well, students are well, students as well as staff are well talked about. You know, yeah, just think about it. Students are people that make the, well, you know, let's just say good instructor, good student, but you know, really bad instructor, bad student. Well, well, let's just say, like um, it was said in martial arts, or let's just say the cry kid, there's no such thing as a bad student. It's a bad teacher. So as an instructor, I mean, I, I strive to be a good instructor, make sure I'm on top of things when it comes to their my students' training. So if I see they're struggling, I mean, I might make sure they're back on track. And, you know, either if I know something is wrong, you know, one thing is I can't say be that type of person that says, you know, stop complaining, you know, but no, mostly you have those certain um, kids that like to complain, but, you know, you got to at least set them aside and ask them like, why are you complaining? I mean, the one thing that us instructors, we have to, really battle with with kids is that they want to use their like I want to say technology is taking over so that's the one thing that's on the um, kids mind to actually be on the tablet or play video games or be home watching tv I mean that's one thing that uh that we have to really um, battle out with the kids is that they have to get away from technology just to get themselves out there and do something like, you know, there's a lot of things they need to be doing, be active, you know, not just being out there playing video games, you know, let's, well, look at this way, you know, their schoolwork is being done by, um, by computer, 
you know, usually back in the days for me, we do our homework on computers. We had to do it on paper. <clears throat> so, and this is a, and it's just a uh, thing is technology is changing everything. Like how often do we actually read a book instead of reading things offline off a tablet? I mean, it's not, not bad, but it's like, we're just forgetting like the, the things that happened years ago. I mean, really, like I said, like, uh, it's, it's good. Well, not, don't always go by what the things that, you know, go beyond what, you know, I mean, you know, you may know how to read out of a tablet, but you ever try reading a book? No, I kind of tried that. Well, try to read like a, like read a book, like from my phone or from my tablet, but that didn't work for me. I had to actually read the actual book. So yeah, you know, that's me, you know, for something. You know, I had to read it off a of paper, right? And just to think, and just think about the good martial arts culture. You know, you gotta make sure you have a good, well-filed program. You know, like a good structure. Like for for our style, I mean, we're like blending other styles into our uh, like curriculum. Like for one, Krav Maga, as well as uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So we kind of call that stand up and ground combatives. I mean, we want to make sure we are evolving our style to what happens today. Because really, like I said, technology is taking over. And we are, are basically, well, I would say people are just posting their fights online. And that gives the person that, that gives a lot of people opportunity to watch how that person fights. And you know, they're going to pick up one thing that that person does and use it towards their advantage. And that's just to say that's going to make a mistake. So, I mean, one thing is we want to be extra careful what we post online. I mean, some people post it for fun or just they just post it uh, like just for attention. I mean, we want to make sure we are careful with uh but what we post, all right. So let's kind of get with the, let's see. Uh, well, yeah, there's also equipment selection, like good equipment. So that's good, good uh, martial arts culture. I mean, we want to make sure we got equipment that is uh, like really, that really works or really is well conditioned. All right, so good um, weight masters, good shields, good focus pads. All right, good blockers. So that's what makes us look good with um, good martial arts culture. All right, so, and the thing is, we want to try to avoid tonic culture. I mean, what problems we got to avoid? Like one thing is like, like, like I said before, like we don't want to be that instructor that just don't want to be there. We want to be there for those students. I mean, even if we're having a bad day, you know, we're going to have that bad day, but let's just say, look at this. This is almost like a sense of therapy for me if I'm having a bad day because, you know, get away from things. And I mean, if you don't have that sort of therapy that helps you, like, get out of your, like, uh, discomfort zone, then, you know, you're going to be, you're still be in that discomfort zone. And then next, you know, you're going to, like, say, you're going to say things that you don't want to say. But nevertheless, it's that's what that's what we want to try to avoid. Uh, ton, tonic 
uh, martial arts culture. You know, that's just the opposite of what I said with um, good culture, good martial, martial arts culture. Like you want to make sure there's not a bad environment. Uh, definitely, you know, with tonic, tonic culture, you know, you don't want, you want to have, you, there's a bad environment, but of course, bad students, bad instructors. I mean, not a structured program. And, you know, it's people getting hurt and, you know, and all equipment and this, um, it's just something that we have to really look out for. So just try to avoid tonic, uh, gym culture or tonic martial arts culture. And it's just uh, something that we have to avoid and really watch out for, you know, like, as like, like in my style, like, or in my school, like our instructor usually has a instructor's class like every other week. And we kind of pinpoint of like, what, what's working, what's not working, what do we need to do to keep students? And, you know, and then let's just say, like we discussed pretty much the majority of the things that I'd said that that has to be like good culture. So we had to know like what what's we have to do to keep these students taking martial arts. And I mean, our goal is to produce bad black belts. No, we, it's like an on and off situation. It's like, hey, we have, uh, of course, a lot of kids that either care about their training and kids that don't. So, but the thing about martial arts, you don't treat it like martial arts, you treat it like a real life, uh, real life situation. All right. All right. So another thing to, about that I've mentioned about good cult, uh, good martial arts culture is the diversity and versatility. You know, diversity, it's like uh, really just uh, be able to accept difference. You know, you want to be diverse. You know, you want to accept everybody that's different in your class. You know, you have somebody that's like not, not smart. Some people are smart. Some people are not smart. Some people are fast. Some people are slow. Some people are like well conditioned, and some people are health like a health a lot a lot of health problems. And you know we want to accept them. You know we accept everybody. You know from like what they look like, like how they act and how they talk. You know you gotta at least accept that. You know. And, you know, me being a martial artist for 26 years, you know, I was able to meet a lot of people from around the world so far. And it's just great. And with this podcast, you know, that's the same thing about me being diverse. It's like learning different martial arts styles, as well as learning about the martial artist that does the style. You know, so far, I'm lucky enough to get people on a show that really share their story. You know, it's sometimes it's hard for people that I reach out to to really get back to me and tell them their story or even they don't have the time, but they're still interested. But, you know, I don't give up on them. But, you know, that's me showing that I am very diverse. And, you know, I'm willing to go out and learn anything. I mean, I'm not expected to change my style, change what I do with my style. I'm not looking to convert to another style, but, you know, not that it's not against the law, but you know, I want to make sure that I am well aware that no, let's just say that's my goal, really, is to go beyond what I know. 
And that's why I usually says like, I'm not always going by what I know I'm going by, I'm going beyond what I know. So, you know, with me, get my knee getting better, likely I'll be able to go on a pilgrimage to different Christ studios that I can go to and just observe classes. You know, just like years ago, like five years ago, I was able to watch my niece take uh Kempo class when she was 10. And, you know, I got a good observation of the class. You know, it was a big class for black belts, uh, observing the classes or just assisting. Well, one black belt is um, is um, teaching a class. You know, some things were just questionable about how the class was um, structured, but, um, you know, it was just something different to look at. You know, I was observer, just watching the class. So uh, that's, well, you know, like I said, when you're observing, you know, you're there to observe. You're not there to be a sideline coach. Yeah, that's the thing that I also want to talk about that's really important, that really that I feel like needs to be addressed, parents being sideline coaches. You know, like currently I have a student whose father used to uh, take martial arts in the same style that I doing right now. And of course, his, um, he had a bad demeanor in which he got kicked out or he quit on his own. And, you know, you got 20 years later here. He has this like 10 year old son taking martial arts at the same style. And I'm an instructor. And yet, and I feel like it's some type of sort of a nepotism, but, you know, and you got him being a sideline coach and, you know, I, you know, I addressed it to him like many times that, you know, I got to teach my class. I don't need you being a sideline coach. You know, if that's a problem for you, I mean, you can not come, you're not, you can't, you can't come watch the class or you can pull them out, but you got to understand that this is my class. I mean, I got to run it the way that I need to run it, not the way you want me to run it. Uh, that's one thing most parents do. They want to be a sideline coach. They think they know our style, but they don't. They haven't trained for it. So, I mean, and it definitely affects the class. It affects me and affects everybody, every student. You know, you got certain students that try to concentrate in the class. You got that one parent that's being a sideline coach. And I have to keep stopping the class to just, just tell, them, tell them to be, please be quiet. I mean, not, not say be quiet, but it's like, uh, I say, relax. I got this. Just watch, just watch. So I have to address it. I mean, that's the thing we have to do. We have to kind of crack down on these sideline coaches. I mean, you know, just really tell the parents that, you know, well, this is the this idea, you know, you just let, let, the, let the kids enjoy themselves. I mean, we're not, I know we're trying to prepare them for like real life self-defense situations, but in all general, I mean, we want them to, enjoy themselves to be have let them have fun and just be thankful that they are there learning something you know it's just some parents just overdo it they just think it's just hey i want my child to be tough i want them to not be bullied you know there's a lot of kids out there that be bullied but you know 
you know, we want them to build that confidence to be able to take on bullying. But on the other side of the coin, we want them to enjoy themselves and be like influential people. They used to say, I used to be bullied a lot. You know, I wanted to punch that Billy's lights out. But, you know, that's just stupid to a, a low level. You know, that's not what we teach our students to not stoop that level. You know, no matter how big the door hits you, no matter how bad the door hits you, you know, you always open it normally. You know, you know, you always open that door normally. You don't kick the door open every time it hits you. I mean, that's the way we teach our students. You know, if you're getting bullied, you know, don't be that bully that always slams the door in your face and you kick it and you kick it back in their face. You know, you always open a door normally. But, you know, sometimes you have to use a little bit of push just to get that bully's attention. But, you know, it is what it is with life. Right? So just a review of what I talked about in the show. I mean, we always want to have good martial arts culture. Instead of tonic, you know, be there for your students. Really have a good structure for your class and really make sure everything is well decent like your uh, the school is all well clean you know equipment is still able to use and you know everything looks perfect you know try to prevent any problems and you know parents that are watching the class don't be that sideline coach just let the their your child enjoy themselves if there's a problem discuss it with the instruction instructor I mean, I feel like, I mean, that's something that has to be addressed. You know, that's why most schools don't allow parents to watch because, you know, you got that one parent that likes to talk during class and it's ridiculous. But, you know, it's something that has to be addressed. All right. So uh, just uh, one final thought. All right. For those who are watching this right now, I mean, or who wrote those are just joined in. All right, my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And um, just another reminder, this is Thanksgiving. That Make sure you have a happy Thanksgiving. You know, enjoy being with your family. Enjoy the uh, turkey dinner. You know, turkey is the main course. You know, if you get a big turkey, you have enough for next year. But anyway, always be thankful of the things in your life, mostly your family, but the small stuff. You could put aside, but the main thing is be thankful that you have family that love you. You have a job that pays, well, keeps you on your feet or keeps you out of trouble. And just hopefully you are getting yourself out there as well as I am. So I hope everybody's is going to have a good year. Well, definitely you'll see me in Christmas, but definitely. Hopefully, I'll have an episode on Christmas, but around Christmas, but I'll make sure everybody's watching. So, this is your host, TJ Williams, bowing you out, and I'll see you later. Mm-hmm.